0: Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to In the Open. I have a guest today. We're here with Emily. Hi, everyone. Hi, Emily. Um, And today's topic is I have depression and can I trust my happiness? So I think, Emily, you've been on our podcast before, but do you want to give like a one sentence introduction to who you are as a guest? Sure. Yeah, sure.
1: Um, So my name is Emily Scahill. I am the manager of public education and awareness at MHA, um, and I live with depression, anxiety, and ADHD. So let's
0: talk about not being able to trust your happiness. Yeah. Tell me why you kind of brought this up recently with us as staff because you're like, man, I'm going through this and I just need to talk Mm -hmm. to somebody about it. So walk (laughs) me through that process. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, So I, like I mentioned, I live with depression and anxiety um, and about Six weeks ago or so, I started feeling really good. I was in a really good spot, um, was on new meds, keeping up with therapy, and just felt like things were good. And as soon as things got good for me, I panicked and was like, okay, like I have probably two weeks of this before everything turns terrible again. And so that was a really big. Like fear of mine. And as I've gotten through that period, like I said, I'm about a month and a half into that now where I'm still feeling really good and I'm still kind of hesitant. I still don't quite believe it. I'm still like, is this, you know, quote unquote, normal happiness or is this, am I too happy? Am I too elevated? Am I okay? And it's interesting because I'm realizing like this is the second time in my life that I remember really feeling like this, really feeling good and really energized and really happy with so many different aspects of my life and hopeful for the future and it's kind of made me wonder like do i have i just lived with such chronic depression that i don't experience happiness frequently and i am in a period of that right now and how do i how do i trust that it's real and valid and how do i let myself experience it instead of being anxious
0: about when it will end <laughs> yeah you mentioned though that it happened before and i want to kind of get that off the table Because I know a little bit about your history, but people Mm -hmm. who have – are in and out of the mental health system often get misdiagnosed. I know one of the things that you've wondered about was like, is this something else? Like, is this hypomania versus Mm -hmm. like, is this just happiness? So why do you think you went there in your head?
1: Um, In terms of thinking that it was hypomania?
0: Yeah. Versus I just don't trust my happiness.
1: Um, So for me, it's – the only time that I remember feeling like this – and so a big part of it for me has been my energy levels. I have always felt like I had really low energy levels compared to everyone else. I felt like I was always tired. I never had motivation to do things. I felt like my I was always kind of apathetic and I thought that that was just me so the other time that I remember feeling really good about things was when I was in college during my sophomore year and at that time I was in therapy at the time on meds at the time and it was brought up that I was maybe had bipolar too and that maybe this was a hypomanic phase and so that's kind of been you know on and off the table a bunch of times in terms of some professionals thinking that 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 seems correct if I had that that period of my life Life, then i had a hypomanic episode um, and others thinking like hey no that's just like a pretty pretty average level of of energy and joy towards life and i think you were just happy at that point in time
0: did a therapist ever tell you like how you should distinguish the two
1: um not really <laughs> i oh mean my- I, I i i know i was a psych minor like i've always been interested in mental health so i always had Done my own research. I have a lot of friends who are diagnosed with bipolar or live with other mental health conditions. Um, and so I've always had a really strong community around me that can kind of gauge this. And actually, like a few weeks ago, I walked into the office one day and I was like, guys, I need a vibe check on if I'm hypomanic or not. Like, here's how I'm feeling. Do, does anyone have thoughts? Um, yeah. Because no, I wasn't really getting that from professionals. I was just kind of being told that I did or didn't have whatever condition. And Left with that.
0: So how did your friends help you decide on your vibe check, whether it was hypomanic <laughs> or
1: <laughs> um, The big thing seems to be, and for me especially, um, I don't feel like I am. It's in the back of my mind, um, and definitely was more so earlier on in this these last few weeks. But at the end of the day, I feel grounded. I feel very steady. And so even though like my energy levels and my mood are elevated to a a level that I don't typically experience, um, they don't feel wrong and I still feel very in control.
0: And you feel good. What did friends say that made – what resonated with you among what your people you trusted were saying that helped you feel more comfortable with where you're landing?
1: I think – well, so when I was in – the first time that I was going through this when I was in college, I was definitely younger and making a lot of riskier decisions (laughs) than I am right now. Um, (laughs) And so that was the big thing is like looking at like, okay, I feel this way, but what am I actually doing? Like am I hurting myself? Am I hurting aspects of my life? And I'm not. Like I'm not – I'm not causing trouble in my own life. I'm not dealing with those behaviors or those kinds of thought patterns. So Even though like some aspects of it are familiar, trusting that that does not mean everything is the same.
0: Oh, God. I just need to pause because what you're saying here is so (laughs) interesting and important, right? Like you're experiencing this life change Mm -hmm. over time and – the things that therapists and people or doctors have said to us in the past, they kind of screw with our brains. Mm -hmm. But the doctors and the therapists are also trying to make sense of what they see, (laughs) Right? right? And so when you were in college, it was like, yeah, maybe those things that you're experiencing could be a sign of hypomania because you were making a lot of risky decisions. But also at the same time, you're in college. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And like, you know, we are recovering from life and trauma. Like who doesn't make risky decisions? Exactly. And that was always – that's how I felt. And it's, it's such
1: a bizarre situation to be in right now because I remember at that point in college being like, there's no way. Like, no, I'm just a college student. Like I just turned 21. Like, n- n- no, it's that's not what I'm dealing with. Who isn't absolutely <laughs> reckless sometimes <exactly>. at 20? <laughs> and I can would I say not that? be by this time I would say that, life. and they'd be like, "Yeah, well, like, okay, some people, but not uh, you." And so then what? that gets in your head, exactly. Like that stays in your head and is like, "Oh, damn, I guess I can't trust
0: myself because I." What thought- does that even mean? Some exactly. people can be <laughs> reckless, but not you. I don't even yeah. know. Okay, <laughs> so let's bring this forward. Like, I understand the history of your context, and maybe people relate to that because that's where they're at. You know, they're like, "Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I don't know. I can't trust my my happiness because people are telling me maybe I have hypomania or something." But let's bring it to what I think is rooted in a common experience in depression, mm-hmm. which is a lot of what you said at first. Which is like we live so much of our time being really depressed, basically. Yeah, that when happiness comes, it it also comes with other big feelings. Mm-hmm. I really relate to a lot of that. And I really want to just continue to unpack that for people. And you mentioned a couple of big feelings. One is, is this real? Mm-hmm. And then I also heard, is the shoe going to drop? Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting that you said six weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're like, oh my God, I had a gift. Six weeks of yeah. happiness or normalness. Like, mm-hmm. what is this feeling?
1: Yeah. And I have, I, I've noticed myself like I I am tracking it to the date, like not intentionally, but but I'm so aware of it because when it first started, when I first started feeling good, I had like three good days in a row and I was like, okay, this is not normal. And that's when I was kind of like, all right, I got, I've got another week and a half. I Like the last time this happened, I had two weeks and then it was really bad. So I, I felt like I couldn't even enjoy that because I was just like, I, I just need to figure out how I'm going to survive when it gets feeling bad happy? again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. How do I
1: survive being happy? <laughs> um. And I'm like, okay, like we're still going strong. Like, how is this just who I am now? Like, am I am I better? Is this what healing is, or is this again just you know I've got another few days, and next week we'll be recording a podcast about how depressed I am.
0: <laughs> oh God. Okay, so a couple questions: Was how do you account for this? You said you changed your med. Is this a new medication you're on? Yes. Yep. Now I want to just hear like what does it feel like? Tell me. Let's lean in to allow ourselves to feel happy. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> somebody was depressed. I'm like tell me what it feels like. <laughs> from somebody who also understands what it feels like to be depressed. You know, cuz when happy people tell me about happiness, I just want to stab them actually. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, I want to hear this from you.
1: Yeah, um I have a lot more energy. Like I just, I feel capable of doing things. And sometimes that's like, oh, I can go to the grocery store on my way home from work. And sometimes it's like, no, like I can spend all day on Saturday with my friends and I'm not absolutely exhausted after. Or I am absolutely exhausted after, but then I can take a day to myself and then I'm good again. So that's the biggest thing for me has just been my energy levels. Um, And then also just like feeling hopeful (laughs) about the future is kind of a new one to me. Like being – I'm 26 and like looking at the rest of my life and being like, wow, life, I can do so many cool things in this lifetime is – not what's normally in my head. It's normally like, oh my god, I have to survive like another 50 years on this earth. <laughs> so that's that's definitely been like the one of the the key differences I've noticed is like all of a sudden I'm excited about all the things that I can do in life instead of dreading existing them.
0: Man, as a <laughs> depressed friend. <laughs> This is why I appreciate it so much, though, because people I think who don't know what it's like to live with depression often Mm -hmm. go to like, I don't know, seeing joy in the world and like Mm -hmm. being grateful for the things you have. And you're like, actually, I just want to not feel exhausted, you know, to the point where I'm snapping at people. And when I'm like, Feeling energized enough to be able to do like chores, <laughs> right? <laughs> makes yeah, me really, really
1: happy. Yeah, like I can cook dinner after I work. Can now. Cry for you because yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: To f- us, feeling happy is actually the loss of the suffering that we're dealing
1: with. <laughs> yeah, I think another part of it too is like as as good as i feel i'm also my entire therapy session last week was about how i'm just so pissed that other people get to feel like this all the time and yes. it makes me like can you like the things that i could have done in my life if i wasn't sidelined for what everything other than the 8 weeks of happiness i've apparently experienced
0: Yes, <laughs> I spend so much time being mad in the mm-hmm. grief stage when I'm coming out of a depressed episode. I'm like, God damn it! Yeah, I yep. could be a totally different human being. Hmm. Hmm. Which I appreciate. I would rather feel anger than feel sadness. You know, because it it right. just says something about how hard it is to be in chronic sadness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And then you said. After f- not feeling exhausted and not and not and feeling angry, which I agree, um, you said hopefulness. Oh my gosh, yes! Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you feel hopeful. I one of the things I notice about my thoughts when I'm not depressed anymore is I stop thinking about global
1: warming. I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna die,
0: like. <laughs> It's one of my, like, red flags for being Mm -hmm. in a super depressed episode is, like, how hopeless I get about humanity and the future of humanity. Right. (laughs) It's interesting to think about the way hope carries out in the the things that we think about, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, how does hope look for you? Like, what were you – you mentioned looking forward to your future. Yeah. What are the actual thoughts you have?
1: so like I want to I want to move. Um, I've been in the DC area for almost three years now. Um, and my plan was always after college was to kind of bounce around from city to city for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And then I moved to DC and loved DC and stayed here. And now I'm kind of getting into a spot where I'm like, okay, like there's, there's a lot of exciting stuff that I can do. Like it's time to make it happen. And I feel like I'm meeting a lot of people who are kind of living that lifestyle or kind of, you know, in a spot where they are, you know, around my age, mid-twenties, single, not trying to settle down with someone or start a family or buy a home. They're just trying to live their life. Um, And I think finding other people like that and being like, oh, okay, like I actually – I can live the life that I want to live has made a big difference there too.
0: That sounds wonderful. So it's like thoughts about the future relationships that you have, the way that you could live your life in a mm-hmm. different and meaningful way, how yeah. you want to spend your time, which is the opposite of exhaustion, right? Like, Right. Basically, when you're exhausted, all you can think about is how to survive. Right. And Barely. Like, yeah. And so for us, happiness is being able to live. Yeah, totally. Trusting it, I think, is a... Challenge because <laughs> I yep. think I think that the amount of struggle, just the amount of oh, difficultness of dealing with depression, makes us feel like it, it's so fearful that could be just on the verge, you know, mm-hmm. just coming right. back. How are you going to deal with that?
1: I mean, it's scary for sure because I also like I. Do I you like that- my super
0: aggressive question?
1: By the way, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what are perfect. you doing? Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> um because I know, like I I live with depression and I've had I've had some really serious depressive episodes. And so I know that even if this is a, a period of me genuinely healing, I'm bound to experience another depressive episode at some point in my life. And so kind of just letting myself be in the moment. Which is so, so hard and so much easier said than done. And I've never been a huge mindfulness person, but it's honestly been really helpful with this because I can kind of let myself experience joy for what it is. And it's not an entire mindset shift. Like I haven't, I'm not in a spot where. For the last six weeks, I've felt like that. And I definitely have moments where it's like, oh my God, like am I starting to feel depressed again? Is this starting to slip? But when I am happy and I do and I do recognize that I'm happy, just letting myself sit with that. Like it's it's okay to be happy. I am worthy of feeling happy. Everyone's worthy of feeling happy. And letting myself feel that, letting myself experience that. Um, and if I, you know, if it comes crashing down again, I'll I'll deal with it when that happens because I know I've put in the work to have my own skills to survive that. I know I have community to survive that. And I know that in this moment when I am happy, I'm building community to help me survive that in the future. Yeah.
0: I love that you're at this place for you. Um, I often find that you mentioned that you have anxiety and this is where I think anxiety is. So I hate that it's the best friend of depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because (laughs) then you're like, I have happiness and now I'm anxious about my happiness.
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: (laughs) But being present, that's great. I'm just trying to take that in for you. It's great.
1: It's hard. (laughs) It's so hard. And it's, it's one of those things like I've, I've been in therapy consistently for, I don't know, six, seven years now, and mindfulness is always something that is like one of the first coping techniques, and I've always rolled my eyes at it and been like, okay, sure, like I'll do whatever whatever exercise you need me to do to get me through this session right now. And now that I'm in this spot, I'm like, oh, it was never really that helpful for dealing with my depression, but it's helpful right now when I can't trust my happiness.
0: Yeah. One of the things that was coming to my brain as you were talking is that I don't know if this resonates with you at all, but part of the mindfulness practice during a stage of happiness or depression was also like I I was reflecting on radical acceptance mm-hmm. as a way to kind of cope with this time too. It's like I have to radically accept that I'm happy mm-hmm. in this moment. And then if I feel sad, I have to radically accept that I feel sad.
1: Right. I like that a lot.
0: And then just allow myself to say, it's when you said it's okay to feel happy and it's okay to feel sad. That's where my brain went. I was like, okay, this is like my radical acceptance practice, Mm -hmm. right? Like, just because what we do with the anxiety brain is the anxiety brain wants to lay judgment on your experiences and be like, well, depression bad and happiness bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's just so much. And, The other thing that has helped me with radical acceptance, now that I'm like third and fourth episode of depression, (laughs) is like the radical acceptance is also the acceptance of knowing that it begins and it ends. Mm -hmm. Because I think when I was in my second bout of depression, you're just like, you don't trust that it will end
1: Right. Totally. I, this is, okay, this might be a bit of a long shot, but it's somewhat related. Um, I was reading something recently about this idea that instead of life being a journey, it's a dance. When we think about life like a journey, we're constantly trying to get somewhere, right? Like climb the ladder, beat something. But when you dance, you're dancing just to dance and you're coming back to the same spot that you were in. There are slower moments, there are faster moments. And I really, really like that concept of like going through life and not just trying to check off, you know, got married, bought a house, moved to this place, had kids, and just enjoying life for what it is. And then thinking about it in this context too, that like I'm at a really exciting point of the dance of life right now, right? Like I'm really happy, but there will be periods that are slower where life feels kind of boring, not necessarily bad, but slow and boring and not as exciting. And that's okay too. Like I can find comfort in the, the steadiness of that. And then there will be times that are harder or more chaotic or whatever. That has a beginning and an end too. I'll move on to an, a different part of the dance of life, which is super cheesy, but it has been a helpful way to think about like not everything has to be good all the time. If things are bad, they're not going to be bad all the time. Yeah, everything starts
0: and everything ends. That's awesome. The dance. Right? I love it. For today, I just appreciate that this is where you're at and I hope that it lasts as long as it can. But I am hopeful and confident that no matter what you face, you are a stronger Emily today than you were six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I hope you know that you're going to be okay.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's definitely what what I've been leaning into is that like, it's, it's good for right now. And that will probably not last forever too, but I, I am older and I am wiser and I'm stronger. And we all are every, every day, like everything that we go through. And so, you know, as, as these things happen, I will hopefully be more equipped to deal with it than,
0: than last time. That sounds right. You know, we lean into that space and that place of peace and try to accept it, which is so hard. Which is also so stupid, and may- it makes me mad for you and me that we can't trust peace.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Ugh.
0: All right. Well, thank you, yeah, everyone, for joining us today, and keep on fighting in the open.
1: Thanks, everyone.